Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Allie Gary, the CEO and founder of The Savvy Admin. Allie is on a mission to help her clients create more ease in their life and business so that they can have more time to do the things they love. She is a self-care and mental health advocate who has learned firsthand the importance of making yourself a priority. In this episode, we talk about how she became the savvy admin and her journey into entrepreneurship. Allie shares tips on how to let go of the guilt you may feel surrounding self-care. She talks about how to schedule self-care throughout your day so that your cup always feels full instead of waiting until you're running on empty to engage in self-care. Allie shares tips on time management and the importance of tracking how much time you spend on each task throughout the day. She shares how you can use that information to evaluate where you need to be spending less time and where you can give more to yourself. Allie also shares her definition of self-care and how she structures her self-care each day. Finally, we discuss the importance of your mental health in business. Allie shares the wisdom that sometimes doing nothing at all is actually the most productive thing you can do for yourself. This is an incredible episode about how to be both productive and unapologetic about taking care of yourself. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, send them the link now or share about it on your social media. And don't forget to register for Lucy and my next virtual retreat on Sunday, May 3rd embody your soul's purpose. Right now is the perfect time to go all in on your soul's purpose. But you might be wondering how to start connecting even deeper with your soul's purpose and start taking inspired action when in the face of fear and uncertainty. Fear creates a fight, flight, or freeze response, which leaves us paralyzed and unable to create the impact we desire. We all have a unique role to play and are an important piece to the larger puzzle. However, we cannot move forward if we are stuck in fear. That's why it's so important to learn how to embody your soul's purpose and look beyond the limiting ideas we have about ourselves and what is possible. In this three-hour virtual retreat, Lucy and I are creating a safe space for you to connect with your limitless potential and gain clarity on the inspired actions needed to access this. By the end of this virtual retreat, you will learn how to claim your soul's purpose unapologetically, how to create impact in a way that only you can, and how to create a solid foundation of trust in yourself and move through fear even in uncertain times. We are offering two different session times and limiting each to 30 people to create intimacy. Tickets are all on a heart donation basis. Donate what you can. All we ask is that you show up with an open mind and open heart. Go to the link in the show notes to register. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. 
My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. My guest today is Allie Gary, who is a business manager and the CEO and founder of The Savvy Admin. Allie has over nine years of experience in all things admin, with her specialization being procedure development and digital marketing management. She has an extensive background in administration and client care and has mastered the art of organization and system implementation, which is just one of the many reasons she has deemed herself the savvy admin. Welcome, Allie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. So I love to just start the conversation by you sharing a story from your past that got you into the work that you're doing today as a business manager. Sure. Yeah. So um, I actually started my my work journey when I was 15, working in a real estate office. I'm 25 now, so I've I've been in that industry for about 10 years. I kind of worked my way up the ranks in the office, you know, going from office manager to a deal manager, all the various different positions within an office. Chances are, I've worked them all. In my most recent. Uh, actual employment was with the real estate team here in my city. I really loved who I was working for and the work that I was doing. But at the same time, I was feeling really stifled. Um, I wasn't able to grow. I wasn't able to expand my skills just because of the role I was in. It wouldn't allow me to do that. And I was I was in a business management role at that point. And then one day came where I just, I realized that I was really unhappy. Um, You know, my mental health was suffering actually working at that job. And I decided that I was going to quit and take my skills and turn it into a business. Wow. I love that. And what was that process like of going from working a normal nine to five job to creating your own business? Yeah, I would sum it up in one word as kind of terrifying, (laughs) but um, you know, it was absolutely. It was terrifying, but exciting all at the same time. And I think the reason why it was so scary was because it takes a lot of vulnerability, which can be really terrifying for a lot of people and myself included. But I'd say the transition for me was kind of easy. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm incredibly business minded and I had a good game plan for what I wanted to do and how I was going to start things up. So it wasn't the, the biggest adjustment for me was managing my time and managing my work life balance because for the longest time, I was working 5am to midnight every single day. And, you know, that's not why I started the business. <laughs> so that was a huge adjustment. But otherwise, I'd say the transition was pretty smooth. Yeah, I can totally relate to that time management piece. Because when I went full time in my business, it was like I had no boundaries around my time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, kind of working 24 seven or at least thinking about my business in some way, you know, working on personal development or whatever that it, I didn't have any boundaries around that. So what was that like for you? And what were maybe some other struggles that you went through in the beginning? And how did you overcome them? Yeah, so it was, 
it was quite a struggle uh, to balance that time. And a few other things I, I actually dealt with was my, my romantic relationship was suffering because I didn't have that, that control over those boundaries. Um, and I wasn't spending as much time with my partner and we weren't really seeing each other, even though we live in the same house and I work from home. So I'm home all the time. And I'd say I also really struggled with making time for self-care as well. And those three things are still things that I'm learning how to do properly, but it gets easier with every day. And, and as I learn more about how to balance those things, it gets easier. So, for example, managing my time. Right now, I use my Google Calendar and I, I block everything so that, you know, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know when I'm going to take a break so that I can actually take breaks in my day. I know when I'm going to stop working and what nights that I have dedicated to just spending time with my partner or spending time with myself. I love that. So what have been some other tools that have helped you with managing your time and making sure that you're giving yourself enough time for self-care? Because I think a lot of women especially can feel almost guilty for giving them that time, especially, you know, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I definitely did struggle with that guilt in the beginning. Uh, It's starting to go away now that it's a little bit more it's part of my regular routine. I would say, you know, I use, a, professionally, I use Asana, um, a project management tool, just to help me manage my workload so that I can see exactly what's going to happen in the day. And then I can estimate how much time I'm going to be working based off of that. And then, as I mentioned, I use Google Calendar. Uh, I also use Toggle to help me track my time. And I use that all day long. So even if I'm taking a break, I make sure that I log that in there just so that at the end of the week, I can see where my time is going and I can evaluate whether I'm spending enough time on self-care if that's not something I'm able to tell just from how I'm feeling. Wow, that's amazing. I never even thought about using Toggle to track, you know, how much time you're spending on each task per day. I think that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really great tool. And ultimately, you know, sometimes at the end of the week, I, I don't know how I'm feeling, you know, at least mental health wise. Sometimes I can be like, I don't know if I've gotten enough self care this week. So I'll take a look at it. And if I think, you know, maybe I haven't spent enough time on, on me and spending time with myself, then I make sure I schedule in some more time. I love that. Did you have to go through a process to get clear on what it was that you wanted to prioritize in your day? I think sometimes that can be a challenge, especially in the beginning of starting your business. It's like, what do I prioritize? What do I give my time to? How much time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, that's actually something that's kind of a, it's not a constant struggle, but it is something I'm constantly thinking about. It did take a while for me to realize, you know, what I had to focus on. So what I do right now is I go through my list and I use um, like the four quadrant method where I go like, this is urgent and important. This is urgent. Um, you know, this is important, but not urgent, um, etc. And I basically prioritize my list based on what is the most urgent and what it's going to have the greatest results. So say, for example, I have a really big client project that I'm working on and it's due the following morning. That's really urgent and it's really important because it's for a client. So that would go at the top of my list. And then I would make sure that, you know, after that, after working on that big task, I schedule in 10, 20, 30 minutes for a break just to go for a walk or have a tea, um, maybe catch up on some news, just something, some time for myself. I love that. I think that's so helpful to have that system to really be able to see what it is that you need to prioritize. Because I know, especially in the beginning of my business, I was spending a lot of time on tasks that 
you know, I thought were going to move me forward, but they really weren't. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I was able to like stand back and like objectively look at them and say, okay, which tasks are actually moving my business forward and which ones are just kind of there to take up space. You know, they're the things that I think I, you know, should be doing, but they're not really helping my business. Yeah, a hundred percent. I struggled with that as well. And I actually read a book called Eat That Frog. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it revolutionized the way I looked at my to-do list. I would really recommend it to anyone who, who was struggling with that. It's easy to find online. I'm pretty sure you could find a free PDF if you can't get a hold of an actual copy. But basically, you eat your biggest frog first. So whatever is the biggest, you know, going back to the biggest, most urgent thing, put that at the top of your to-do list, get it done in the morning as your first task. Um, And for me, I get up, I do that task, and then I start the rest of my day. So then I will do a skincare routine, or then I'll make a tea and have some breakfast. But I get that first thing done right away. Wow. I love that. I usually take my time in the morning before I actually get to those tasks, but I think it would be really helpful to make sure that that's like the first thing that actually, when I do start my work day gets done. I know for me, sometimes I have to get some momentum going before I'm like, okay, now let me take on that big task. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. I um, I made a pretty hard switch. I just was like, okay, today's the day I'm going to do it. And I just sat down and I just was like, I'm going to have to do this right now. And it's hard. It's not easy at all, but it's really rewarding. I'm sure you feel really good afterwards though, you know, just really rewarding. Oh, for like, sure. Oh, you can kind of breathe easier because you're like, wow, now I, I can do the things that I want to do versus, okay, this big task is just weighing on my shoulders. That's exactly right. That's exactly how I feel. And, and that's part of also the reason why I do it because that motivates me throughout the entire day and makes me want to continue getting things done. I love that. I think that's so important because when you do that, then you're in a state of bliss and pleasure, which just makes your workday so much more enjoyable. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. most of us got into entrepreneurship in the first place is because we wanted to have that freedom. Of course. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what are some things that you do on a regular basis for self-care? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I'll I'll just start by mentioning how I actually structure my self-care. So I make sure that I schedule in uh, like maybe three or four 10-minute breaks in the day to focus on self-care specifically. So whether that's, you know, 10 minutes after completing my biggest task for the day to do some journaling or, you know, to have a tea and read my book. So things that I personally do for self-care, I mean, there's the obvious like sheet masks, tea, wine, (laughs) but um, other than that, I really enjoy spending time with my partner doing something active so that, you know, we're together, but both doing our own thing is something I really like and makes me feel like really at ease and really relaxed and centered. I really enjoy doing a nightly meditation. So I just do a body scan at the end of the night and it helps me calm down. Other things, other things I think, I mean, that I categorize as self-care include just the basic things like making sure that, you know, I'm dedicating time every day that I'm eating, you know, meals. I'm not just going for 10 hours without eating because I could do that sometimes. So even some some things that are deemed as essential could be a form of self-care. So even if it's just getting up in the morning, having a shower, doing a skincare routine and starting your day, like that's self-care. Yeah. Just drinking enough water, you know, 
going out exactly. outside for a little bit, going for a walk, like all of those things can be self-care. I love that. It doesn't just have to be the getting a manicure or, you know, getting nails yeah. done. I think sometimes those things, it kind of almost becomes like trendy, right? Oh, self-care. Yeah, that's like, right. But we're not really focused on the intention behind it. I think there's something really powerful when we go into that self-care with the intention of really caring for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I agree with that 100%. I think the intention is kind of what makes it so important and what makes it so impactful, like on on your mental health is you want to make sure that, you know, you're doing something that makes you feel centered, makes you feel balanced and and grounds you and really just helps you feel calm and, and ready to, you know, tackle things that life throws at you. Absolutely. And you know, you meant you mentioned mental health. And I know that's something that you're super passionate about. What have been some of the, you know, mental health struggles that you've either struggled with yourself or have seen others struggle with, especially in the area of entrepreneurship? Yeah, so personally, um, I actually struggle with a disorder called complex PTSD. Um, It stems from being exposed to prolonged emotional abuse as a child. Um, So that's something that I deal with every day. Um, My therapist is fantastic. She's also a fantastic self-care resource. But otherwise, I see a lot of entrepreneurs that struggle with depression and anxiety. And, And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, burnout. I think a lot of it comes from not making enough time for themselves. That's something I see a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with. And sometimes I just want to shake them and be like, wake up, like, like make sure that you're spending time on yourself. It's not just about business. You know, you didn't start a business to work on it for 80 hours a week. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's going back to and reconnecting with your why. Yeah, that's exactly right. I love that. And, you know, I know that you've been able to overcome a lot. What do you, what are some things that you might continue to struggle with right now or that you're shifting out of? Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still finding that, you know, there's days where I do work too much. There's weeks where I work too much. Um, I'm trying to limit my weeks to 40 or 50 hours, but there's definitely still weeks I struggle with that. And, and I'm still seeing myself work 60, 70 or 80 hours. And, you know, I, I, I know it's not good for me and it's something that I try and and steer others away from, but there's still, it's still really difficult to be able to do that and to do it consistently because sometimes, you know, the to-do list is never ending. And sometimes for me, that gives me anxiety because I want to make sure that I can get everything done and start off with a fresh day, but that's not always possible. And so trying to always chase that leads into those 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. So what have you seen been made possible through doing this work and really prioritizing your self-care and focusing on the time management? What's What has that made possible in your life? Yeah, I think instead of something tangible, uh, for me, it's it's allowed for a lot of self-reflection, which I think is something at this stage of my life that I, I really needed to do. Um, it's helped me feel more confident, which I also really needed. And it just helps me feel more grounded and like I can slow down a little bit. I love that. I think that's so needed, especially right now when we're having some time to kind of slow down and reflect. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people have been feeling this guilt for not being productive or not getting things done. I think it's kind of been ingrained (laughs) 
in us as a society that like our self-worth is based on, you know, how productive we are, how much we get done, or this mentality that you have to hustle and work hard in order to be more successful. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I do think I do think it's kind of ingrained in us that, you know, productivity means that we're being successful. But I also think you know, it's worth noting that doing nothing is actually doing something. <laughs> and, and it can be productive. Yes. Yeah. So for example, like my, um, my partner's, he owns a cafe and his business closed just due to everything that's going on right now. They're just, just temporarily. And he's been home more. So I've been able to shift my work schedule to make sure that we get to spend a little bit of extra time together because we don't always get that. And so I think that, you know, I have struggled with the guilt of, you know, not being productive during this time period, but it's so much more enjoyable to just slow down. Absolutely. I think so often we wish that we could slow down, right? And now we're given the opportunity. And so it's being able to just lean Mm -hmm. into that. I agree. And it's not easy, but it's really worth it. Absolutely. So before my last question, is there anything you wish I would have asked you or a final message that you want to leave with my audience? I think it would be nice if everyone could just take a moment to reflect on, as you mentioned, their why um, and why they're doing what they do, what's important to them personally and, and you know, um, you know, what their values are and try and create a life around that. Do your best to, you know, if your values are spending time with your family, then stop working as much and figure out a system to be able to stop doing that, whether that's outsourcing some work, hiring an assistant and delegating tasks, just take the opportunity to, to really live in the moment. And I know that's a cliche saying, but um, I think being able to just focus on the here and now will really allow people to open their mind up to new experiences in the sense of the experience of taking more time for themselves or slowing down or even just doing nothing at all. I love that. I think it's so important to really connect with what our values are. And, you know, again, connecting with our Mm -hmm. why is so important. And I think it's something that often we don't do or we don't do enough. Like, I think we have to always, you know, consistently be reconnecting with those things. So thank you so much for touching on that. Yeah, of course. So my final question is related to taking action, because I think that that's how we start to integrate these things that we learned through listening to podcasts. So what would be three action steps that somebody could take today to live a more uplifted life? I think that they could start scheduling time for self-care. And scheduling is really important in my mind, just because it really helps you commit to something. So even if you say, okay, at 12 o'clock, I'm going to take 10 minutes. Sometimes that's all you need is 10 minutes. You know, making sure that that time is in their calendar or planner or whatever the person uses. The second thing I would say is make a list of your reasons why you're doing what you're doing and check to see that the work that you're doing and everything else in your life that you're doing is lining up with that. It can be as simple as writing those things down on a piece of paper and then writing down on the other side of the paper, sorry, like two columns, what your reasons are and what the kind of work you're doing or what things are happening in your life and just draw a line and connect it to your reasons. It's just, it can be as simple as that. And then the third thing I would say to slow down a little, take one day a week off, even if, you know, you feel like the world is falling and everything is hitting the fan, take some time just for you and, and really focus on what makes you feel good and what helps you feel grounded and really at peace. 
I love that. Thank you so much. And where can my listeners find you and learn more about you? Yeah, they can find me at uh, thesavvyadmin.ca. They're also welcome to search my name on LinkedIn or Instagram and send me a message. Um, I'm always happy to talk to people, even if it's just about, you know, figuring out a good self-care plan for them or helping them figure out how to manage their time. I love being able to connect with other business owners and just people in general and talk about how to live a lifestyle by design. I love that so much. And I just think it's so important that we prioritize self-care. So thank you so much for highlighting how self-care can really be productive. It can be. Yes, of course. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.